You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, we're back. Little little holiday reset. We're back. Co- uh, Tanner's officially off of COVID protocol. He's yeah. back and acting. How you feeling, bud? Feeling great. You know, better than ever. Really looking to make a difference out here now. <laughs> Glad that I can contribute. Yeah, man. It sounded miserable. Not like a good time. It was just annoying. Just yeah. Like, it's just stupid annoying. That's all. Like, just tried to not get my wife sick the whole time, which luckily didn't happen. But I basically just sat on the couch and stayed there the entire time for like, what is it, like seven to seven or ten days? Yeah, you were. It was a while for you. Well, it was just making sure that I wasn't gonna yeah. get her infected. You know, like if she had gotten like COVID as well, I think we would have. I would have moved around a lot more. But I mean, we would have been able to do more stuff just like around the house because we quarantined together, but because she was negative, we had to basically quarantine separately in a one bedroom apartment. So it's kind of annoying. That always works well. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I got to play a lot of video games. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So glad you're doing better. You're feeling better. Uh, Thanks, the countdown man. to New Mexico is on Yeah. well. So you got to be super excited about that. Yeah. That's I'm sitting at my, dining room table right now because there's boxes everywhere (laughs) so it's fun stuff yeah so we were just kind of doing our little pre-show meeting figuring out what to talk about and we've come to the conclusion that despite not talking for almost a week and a half there's nothing to talk about yeah there's not much going on you know i mean mean, the hawks are currently playing calgary so might be slightly distracted but I, they played Nashville yesterday, and I don't did even know if you want to talk about that game. That game was did they? I didn't get a chance play? to watch it, but I saw. Oh, well, we can yeah. Let's just recap it really quick. Uh, well, for- before the game even started, we find out we already kind of knew Flurry was going to be on COVID protocol because that was going on during the break, the like forced COVID Christmas break, and then right before game time or like a day or two before Lankanen also gets put on COVID protocol. And at that point I'm like, Hey man, this isn't fair. One A one B's out. Let's, what are we doing here? This isn't fair. Like let's, let's, let's postpone this bad boy. I don't know. Everybody's doing it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we go to, we go to Nashville, a team that we have in recent history, not done very well against. They've had a number. Yeah, and we're going in there with our AHL tandem. So that didn't work out too well. <laughs> and it wasn't expected to, and it didn't work out right away. <laughs> I don't know, the, the free Delia crowd were super excited. They knew he was going to take the ball. He was going to run. He was going to force the Hawks to trade Lincoln and, and Flurry before the deadline. Yeah, but he tied his skates together and fell as soon as he hit the ice, basically. That man let in two goals on two shots right a minute, away. A minute, just over a minute into the first. I mean, that's been the story of the season. So, I mean, you know what? I won't blame him completely on that because Flurry's done it. Lincoln's done it. This team just yeah. for some reason cannot get going on the right foot at all. And then so Forsberg scores. Then Johansson scores like four minutes later. Yeah. It is impressive that it took 
you know, almost six minutes for them to get their second shot. It also went in though. That's so not, not as not, impressive. Yeah, so everything like, okay, good defense by the Hawks. And then, oh, well, no, goalie suck. Uh, and then right before the end of the period, Nick Cousins scores to make it three, nothing. And that's when I was going to try to watch. I was like, ah, you know, I'm gonna try to watch this game. I forgot about it. You know, the whole break through everything in her loop. They don't know when the game's Paul Trescher's playing again and all that. Then I get the alert. Oh, yeah, they're down three nothing. Mm-mm, not going to waste my time. Yeah. I mean, they outshot them in the first period, like 15 to seven. They just got outscored three to nothing. And it's just, I don't, I don't know why Nashville always wants to like have a goalie that basically just wants to always almost shut us out every time. And if like, you thought lighting up a goal a minute, two seconds into the, to start the game was bad. <laughs> 28 seconds into the second national they, just, they really wanted to just show us that it wasn't going to stop just because we changed goals <laughs> yeah it was crazy too so they scored 28 seconds in the second and then five minutes and 34 seconds into the second so they scored a minute two into the first uh five minutes 53 into the first so consistency hey national nice job consistency there yeah dude um, <laughs> so that made it five fun. nothing kurashev gets his second in the year uh, make it five to one, and then was it Gene not? Oh no, no, no. Janot? No, Jano. No, yeah, Tanner Jano. Well, fuck you, bud. You're in Nashville. I don't give a shit what your name is. Yeah. Um, he's also he was undrafted. Oh my god, he scored three seconds into the into the third. So they oh, let up here. three goals basically in the first minute of each period, basically. Oh my god. Why is this team so bad? I don't know, because no one wants to score. I mean, Kane looks like he's just hurt. He's playing hurt. I don't know. It's it's not fun. And then, <laughs> but I, I, didn't even, I didn't even try and listen to the game. Yeah. I just, like, would check the NHL app every, like, five minutes, and they had let out in a goal. And to so make like, things right. worse, too, is post-game, like, news conference, all that kind of stuff. Derek King goes, oh, we didn't play bad. I mean, they did outshoot him. It's just so funny when you're losing. 38 game. to 25. So the, uh, I mean, we're also, you're also going with two back or two so, AHL goalies. Like, are we, are we saying that, like that's a completely different game? Are we saying it's okay to blame this one on the goalie? Yeah. Okay. Making sure it's possible because every time we try to put blame on goalies, you get yelled at saying that's not on the goalies, not it's not the goalies' fault. So we can blame. I mean, them. not not everything is always the goalies' fault. Like there's some bounces and shit that like can happen. But I mean, there's when the goalies aren't making like any like borderline should be saves, could be goals, and it's just like everything's going in. It's like man. <laughs> I'm really glad we have Lincoln and Flurry most of the time. Yeah, uh, Flurry. So Flurry's off COVID protocol, but they didn't let him, they didn't have him start tonight. They went with what is it, Soderblom? Yeah, I thought it was Soderblom, but everybody on like the broadcast has been saying Soderbloom. I was like, you okay. might be right then because these announcers are terrible. Yeah, like they I also guess, didn't. Know how to, they were also pronouncing Lincoln and wrong too. One of his starts. Lankanen. Yeah. Were they really saying yeah. like this? It it honestly makes me like a little long land. It's Lankanen. It is Lankanen. Lankanen. 
but they were saying like Lankanen. Lankanen. I don't know. On the pronunciation from uh, Hockey Reference says Lan, L A N K, like K I H, and then Nen, N E H N. Lankanen. Lankanen. It's not Lankanen. I don't know. Jeez. All right. Let's see. Soderblom. Soderblom. Yeah, Soderblom. Why? Well, I don't know why they're saying Soderblom, but okay, whatever. Now we know. But yeah, he gets his first start. First NHL start. He's 20, 22 years old. So what you're telling me too right now, just because everybody, these these new broadcasters for the Hots are butchering these names, I can be the Hots broadcaster. Because yeah. if not knowing how to say names is, is part of the job, and fuck, man. It's part, of the, it's part of the gig. Pain. Yeah, it's one of, the, it's one of the, big, the big parts of the gig is not knowing how to pronounce names. Yeah, oh, these guys are so bad. Like, oh my god, Colin Delia with the nine goals against average, five seventy one save percentage. I thought it couldn't get worse than last year. But yikes, just, I always felt bad for the guy. I wish he had like a like a shot, you know, that to like you know. But it's like you know what? He's not good. He is just not good. I I mean, he's probably. Doing a okay. I don't know. Actually, he might not be doing a okay the AHL, but oof. That's all I gotta say. Oof. So, do you think we should have held on to Subban and tried to trade? Delia? No, I mean I it doesn't do matter. Delia. I don't think it matters anymore. <laughs> like they're gonna be moving on from Delia at the end of the year. They would have been moving on from Subban. I'm just surprised they didn't get anything for Subban, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he has the save of the year candidate with the accidental behind the back glove save. Oh, I know that was ridiculous. Um, I'm pulling up Delia's stats in Rockford really quick. He is four, 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 one with a 907 save percentage, 2.86 goals against average. Not great. I mean, um, they did. They did sign Kale Morris too. Yeah, they did. One Which year, is, hundred and or not, one, one year, seven hundred fifty thousand, and then I think they signed him right to the taxi squad. Possibly, I think it's really funny though. If you go on uh, Cap Friendly right now, it says his estimated career earnings so far is six hundred and fifty dollars. Cap Friendly, get him keeping up with like day by day. I love it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know. He, I guess he's been playing in Rockford. He's had a couple games in Rockford this year. He had seven last year. This year in Rockford, he's got two games played, uh, 1.64 goals against average, and a 919 save percentage. Uh, and he played 14 with the Indy Fuel, too, in the EC. Yep. 282 and an 898. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens with the goalie situation in the future because I know the Hawks also have that one. And I was just looking at Drew Camesso, I believe his name is. Yeah, Drew Camesso, who was just on Team USA for World Juniors. Yes. Um, they also have who else? Ivan Nailamov. Like, who is it? Ivan Nailamov. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is he supposed to be like a big deal or anything like that? Like I can't remember. I don't, was, I like, don't a, know. I haven't just, heard anything. But he's also 27. See, we're kind of getting back into that same category where we were with Crawford when Crawford left. It's like, well, what are we going to do in goal? Because, you yeah. know, once Flurry's gone, like, 
I'm assuming Flurry's done with the Hawks. If he even makes it the whole season. Yeah, I don't I don't know. The Hawks aren't going anywhere uh quick, quick enough to have Flurry be like the guy. Yeah. So I would I mean, if they're just gonna keep doing this five hundred hockey or just blow five hundred hockey, I, the best thing for them to do is to move him at the deadline. If he if if he I'd say if he's willing to like be traded and go to a contender. Yeah. Because like at this point, I mean he did us a favor by by actually playing this year. And we didn't give up anything for Flurry. So I don't know. Like I so far, like we've given up players for nothing. So it's not like it's like any different if we just hold on to him for the rest of the year and let him go. Right. It would be yes. great to get a first round pick back for him since we traded one away yeah, for Seth Jones. Right. Um you gotta imagine though that they're gonna run with Lincoln and they probably give him a decent bridge deal or something like that. Like three, two. I mean, yeah, he's going to need like a prove it deal at this point too. You like, think though, do, you think they go, do they go to the route where they bring in like how the hots, like, you know, brought him already Turco. They bring in like, like a Brian, how, like, like Tampa Bay brought in Brian Elliott to be the backup and, and all that kind of stuff. Like they just bring in these guys, old, older veterans on one year deals and just kind of revolving door. I, yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna be like, like one A one B. Like I no, I, I think I think after this season, Lincoln is one. I don't even know that anymore. You don't think so? I don't know. Like, I wish he was playing as well as he did at the start of last year. Yeah, but the team's also just not like they they have the inability to score, so it's it's difficult for like the wins column to look a little bit better for him. I don't know. The team's just not at, it doesn't have it. It's a little rough for him too, because he's not getting the starts. He normally get, he got last year too. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, you're, I mean, you're a goalie or we're a goalie. Like, you know, you said before, it's, it's hard to kind of get in a rhythm if you're not getting consistent. Oh, yeah. Time. yeah. That's, that's the other reason I think would be good for the Hawks to trade flurry. Um, just to get Lincoln and back in that one spot, yeah, and just kind of be like, "Hey, man, like here you go, play for a contract for next year, like do as well as you can." Yeah, it'll be interesting, and it, I think it's and what sucks too is that the team is kind of in limbo because you don't know who's going to be in charge, who the GM's going to be, or, or like what, how much of a like how long of a leash does Davidson have? Right. I don't need to make decisions like that, that big around there. Um, they did. There was something I saw that the the Blackhawks reached out to Jed Hoyer of the Black or the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Kind of like because they just did their whole GM search and all that kind of stuff. So they were asking for like, you know, what kind of things did you guys do and look for that? Um, they're kind of bringing in like a new firm to kind of like help them like do what's best for this team and organization, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, they're taking it serious, I guess. Uh, that's one thing to say. I, oh, I hope they would. It's fucking business. Yeah, and I think they're very, very worried about making another mistake, and they yeah. have to be perfect with that. Um. Oh my god, are the Hawks really five on three right now. I don't know. 
So I don't I know got, where you are in the game because I think I got so no, I just have I'm just on NHL.com with like the how they pop the players up on the screen who's out there. Oh no, it's five and four. Hawks are on the penalty kill. But ugh, I just I wish the team I wish this summer didn't happen. <laughs> just because the team isn't wasn't prepared to make this like fucking run. Yeah. That like they like sh- took a shot at. Oh, yeah, it's not, I don't know, it's not where it's at. Um, I actually, I forgot this one thing uh, before I forget. Tyler Johnson skating again. I don't know if you Oh, that. yeah, that's right. First time skating. Also, Kyra, Kyra's back after that um, scary looking hit. Um, I think there was one other play. Oh, was it Borgstrom maybe? Um, but yeah, getting, getting some guys back. Tyler Johnson, I want to hopefully like he comes back and looks good because that guy's clearly just going to end up being like trade bait eventually. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like He's got two, like two years left. Is that what it is? Two years at like five, something like that. Oh yeah. He's on. Yeah. He's got two years left at 5 million, which what I, I mean, who knows if the season would be any different if he didn't get hurt like a, a little while ago. He's a weird guy too because he was like those guy that Tampa Bay tried burying and trying to just get rid of and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've always thought he was a good player. I guess maybe it's yeah. more the fact of what he's making. Yeah, it doesn't add up. But I mean, he's a he's a good role guy. I like. Yeah, like, no, he just got he just got outplayed by younger guys that were cheaper. It didn't make him bad. Just put it put Tampa in a situation of like, I mean, if we can get if we can do it for cheaper and younger than like we're gonna go that route we're not gonna just stick with a guy because he played well like a few years ago but yeah i just this team it needs like a i don't know like a direction like and i just they're not good enough at yeah like they're not they're not good enough at the moment to be playoff like a playoff contender at like not even a playoff bubble team, but they're like not playing bad enough to be Buffalo or Ottawa. Right. The and thing it's with- like, I wish they would just go that route at this point and just like trade. Like I, I honestly, like when I'm looking at the team, like trade Kubalik, like he's not doing shit this year. He like, it's going to end up being somebody that you're going to sign to like, a contract that's going to be too much, and then you're not going to be able to move them. All right, let's go down the list real quick. Can you tell me trade or keep? Okay. Yeah, because I don't think there's not really any other Hawks news. But. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll start with the big guys. Kane. I, I, I mean, I love Kane. I think he, he should be a Hawk forever, but might as well get shit. At this point, I'm just kind of like in might as well fucking get shit mode. Taze. Trade. Like, Wait. if people want that fucking – Work out a cap situation. I don't know. Brinksy. Brinksy stays. You said already said Kubali, Brett Connolly, he whatever. Connelly, yeah, I know. Connolly, like that's the dumbest thing too. It's like Connolly was brought on to because we had cap room. Yeah. And like we were gonna utilize cap space to gain assets like Borgstrom or draft picks. And then we used our cap space to fill it up with guys on the team for a, a possible playoff run. 
Jones, Flurry. Yeah. And like I'm not mad that we have Seth Jones. I just wish we were in a better position to actually utilize Seth Jones. I kind of, yeah, no, I love Seth Jones on this team, and I'm glad he's on this yeah. team. I hate the contract Bowman gave him, but that was 99% of the contracts Bowman gave out, my opinion, was. Right. I, and at this point, would have. Both fist in Columbus, like, putting up seven goals already this year, too, is kind of funny. I would have been, at this point, I kind of would have been, like, I would have liked our chances better at free agency at Seth Jones. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this this year is like did not need to be as urgent you know it's not i don't know um all right strom trade i think roll on that yeah hegel Hegel i keep i mean he's young enough he's cheap like he's a good like heart and soul guy on the ice it seems like he's a good role guy he's like yeah He's like we've said it a million times. He's he's that Shaw guy, yeah. Which Andrew Shaw was, but better. Um, yeah, and I love Shaw. <laughs> All right. Um, Carpenter, I think he's gonna get traded. I think a a playoff yeah. team needing that depth center. Yeah, he's great. I love Carpenter too. Good PK guy. He'd be he'd be a good trade. He's a good trade asset for a team that like needs to shore up the back end or the bottom lines. Forkstrom, I think you hold on to. Yeah. I mean that he was he was the reason we got Connolly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna, we'll take the cap hit of this guy, and we'll if you give us Borgstrom and Stillman, like two guys that you wanted for the future, like those guys weren't meant to be on the team making a huge difference right at the right away. Kind of like how Seth Jones and Flurry are. Yeah, like they were brought in to make a difference right away, and it's like why that wasn't something that we needed to do this year. Um, Kara, I say you keep just because he's cheap and I think he does a great job for his, for his role. Kara is a player. I would say you, if you get a deal, that's just kind of like too good to be true. Then like a Yanmark yeah, type yeah. of, yeah. Like, like if somebody is like really willing to like pay for a fourth line guy, like a, like a third rounder, you need to be like, okay, sure. Like, sounds good. Kirby keep. Hershev is key. Hershev's the type of guy that I would I I know that the Hawks are gonna give up on too soon, and he's gonna end up playing very well somewhere else, kind of like um, uh, Pew Suter. Yeah. Um. Here's a question too about so we looking for something to talk about the Hawks. We kind of talked about this in our group chat a little bit, but Kirby. Yeah. You think? And the reason I'm asking is I don't remember what you said in the group chat. Uh, do you think we maybe forced him up? A little too quick do you I think just, that we maybe should have held him off let him play one more year junior probably like i i, I mean he's he i just think he's really good and i think he's just still like really young and like the everybody that thinks that he's gonna be like the next patrick kane is are they're just crazy oh you're just you're not even paying attention to what this player is yeah you're just saying that because of where he was drafted at that point. Exactly. I don't. I think he's an incredible player, and he's going to be an amazing NHLer. I just. I still think that he has like a little bit more growing to do. I. F- I feel like his hockey IQ just isn't at NHL level just yet. 
like or where you know kind of like the role that he's being put into i don't know if it's exactly there and it kind of goes, I mean, kinda goes wish, like snake bitten and all that kind of stuff too um yeah well i wish we had a coach that like implemented lines that like helped the players grow and kept them rather than every fucking game is different right every game you're playing with somebody different and it's just like oh my god like the lineup shuffle all the time like the team's not good like you're just just shuffling the lines all the time isn't going to just all of a sudden make the team good it's just making it difficult on like the younger guys to fucking like be consistent Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brain offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores, the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win a hood in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be torn or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambler problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. If anything, though, what's going for the Hawks and Kirby right now is that we don't have to give him a big contract. Yeah. I think Luckily. we can. It's going to be. I bet you he signs a bridge deal. If he signs anything more than a bridge deal or more than a prove type of contract, I will be shocked. Yeah, I mean, and whoever gave them that deal, like an eight-year deal. Yeah, and if whoever gives them that deal, probably shouldn't be the GM. If it's like a Davidson type of thing, like I think that's gonna be if that's if that's is not definition of a guy that needs another two three years to kind of prove him and and earn the big payday. This is it's Kirby. I just I wish they would get. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if Davidson doesn't have like the the leash long enough to like start signing some of these deals like all the guys that you can re-sign at this point because it's after january 1st you can make these these like guys that are in their last year of their deal like some some contract like negotiations going on and start signing them kirby kurashev yeah Uh, i think kirby and kurashev should be getting deals sometime soon like that's what i would do but i mean like i said i i just i i see kershev as being the type of player that the hawks just give up on even though he's he was a fourth rounder like a few years ago and he's only 22 years old he wasn't bad and the whole thing like i just felt like he wasn't feeling it right like i don't know if it, if he wasn't feeling it or what but when they sent him down to rockford for a little bit and then he came back they called him back up he looked better yeah. Like I just think it's a matter of finding his game and he needs the consistency too. Like, and that goes back to what you said about you need to have a coach that is going to keep things consistent because it's the yeah. same thing with Dylan Strom. Like how one of the issues with Dylan Strom, I think is that he can't get his game going because one game he's playing center next game. He's on the wing. He's playing second line. Then he's playing third line. Yeah. And he's playing fourth line and, and he's healthy scratched. And yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, you have to have some sort of consistency, and I just don't understand why 
every coach the Hawks seem to have since Q, it's been like the blunder. Yeah. It just makes no sense. They're just like looking for, hoping for a miracle to happen. The only time you change, you should be changing up lines like completely is like the last like 10 minutes of the third and you're down, you know, like, and you need something to jolt and you put, you, you stack a line. Yeah. That cane taves to bring it. You put like, you know, like that's when you go and you go through the whole line blender, not in the middle of the second period or five minutes into the, to the first because something didn't look right. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's annoying. And I mean, keep the lines for like a game or two. And then if somebody's playing well, yeah, cool. Like I understand like moving them up the line, but it's like every game it's different. Yeah. There's just, it's every not single game. Also, I think I, I don't know what it is, but I, I said before, like Kane just looks like he's playing hurt. At this I point, so. yeah, he just, I, I feel like he just needs, like they need to shut it down and fix whatever it is. It's kind of why I was hoping there's going to be a COVID pause. I was kind of like, like it sucks. Yeah. I wish that they didn't never even have that pause to begin with, but I was kind of hoping for like, maybe like a two week pause or something like that and let like let Kane just relax and like all these guys just recharge because granted yeah they had the extra three day on their Christmas break but come on that's not going to do a shit no oh um all right real quick for trades for defensemen Seth Jones obviously you're not going to trade him at this point no you have to dig your toes in and with that yeah like like I said I wish we would have I like having Seth Jones I just like that trade didn't need to happen and like you said I wish we would have just held off for a year and then just taken that shot at free agency. Right. Um, Dahan, I can see them trying to move him. Yeah, absolutely. He's a solid um, defenseman. The cave, I think sticks they around. Just gave up a fucking shorty. Did they really? Yeah. Well, they not, not even did they just give up a shorty. They actually gave up a breakaway, like right before the shorty happened. Who's so cool? they gave up, they gave up two chances shorthanded. Yeah, this team is just, they're not good. Yikes. Um, McCabe, McCabe, Connor Murphy, I think you hold on to. Yeah, I mean, those those guys are signed long-term. Stillman, Stillman, you hold on to. Caleb Jones, I would like to see, maybe. Yeah, I would like to see more of Caleb Jones. Um, yeah, Gus been... shouldn't even be on this team right now. No. No. Helen Delia is probably not playing in the NHL anymore. Soderblom is, I mean, he's 22. Like, that's why I'm saying if if they are able to move Flurry, and if they do move Flurry, I really hope they get a first rounder. That would be sick. Um, and it would make a lot of sense. But then you have Lincoln in and then just have Soderblom, maybe, or just have Soderblom take over the, the net for sure in the AHL and you go with Colin Delia for the rest of the season until until it's over or you just go fucking six on five every game that Lincoln isn't able to play in. Yeah. God. That's oh just... yeah. I figured Reese Johnson's on the IR. Okay. I like Reese Johnson a lot, actually. Yeah, I do too. Um, the, I think that's one of the issues with this team though, is that like we have a lot of third and fourth line guys, like who truly is a top line player to bring it and Kane. Mm-hmm. Like Kirby's gonna, Kirby, Kirby right now is still basically like a third liner, but he's 
he's got such a sick skill set that he should be a top line guy within the next. I mean, this year, like every year, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be the thing, but like, you can't force everybody to be really good at fucking 20 years old. Right. Like he's insane still. And it just but sucks yeah. too because we're like, and because of the cap situation too, it's like, we can't even go out and get, get somebody. It's like, we have like the perfect third, fourth line, all that. But it's like, we don't have the space that is needed to go get guys to fill out that second line, that first line. Like, and that's so goddamn frustrating. Oh yeah. I mean, this is why I think next year needs to be a year where they're just not going for it. Like they really need to focus on that. What they need to do is it, whoever the GM is. Kubelik just missed the net on a breakaway. You fuck. He put it over the net. Dude, he, had, he had him. That kid. Holy crap. Um, the GM yeah. needs to come in and just say we're – we're committed to a retool. I don't. I don't think a rebuild this, is the necessary. If this, if if they had a GM that came in and really wanted to shake things up, I would. I mean, I want to hear it. It sucks, but I would. I mean, you move Kane, you move Taze, and if you're yeah, if you're committed to a rebuild, you have to commit, and you have to yeah. You you go into the future with like I like with Debrinket and Doc, and those are your only for sure's. Yeah. Otherwise, I I think everybody else is movable. I mean, I like I I'm just a, I'm a huge Hagel fan though too. Maybe those three guys. Yeah, Wait, I, I want to hit that. Like those are your for sure guys on on the offensive side. Then Seth Jones and McCabe and Murphy maybe. Yeah. It's or Jones, McCabe, Murphy, Stillman. Like those are your four defensemen that you're going with, and then. Lincoln. I mean, even I don't even know if Lincoln is like if they if if they could, dude. I'm telling you, Jack Campbell, but we don't need Jack Campbell. That's no. the problem. Unless Jack Campbell wins the Stanley Cup this year with Serrano, um, and like, and he's like, cool, I got a cup. I'm gonna go get paid, and we can pay him. Fuck it. Well, I got hey, I got Jack Campbell for a cheaper deal than what he's on right now in NHL 22. So we're good. We can we can get him. Oh. Dude, it would be a stupid idea to get Jack Campbell, but I liked it so would much it because I think he's such a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the same situation as like this year, going and getting Flurry. Like, okay, let's go be like good enough to not be like in towards the towards dead last in the league, but not good enough to be in the playoffs and just make our goalie hate fucking life because our team is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what I was saying though too is like we need next year needs to be you go in with the head coach, and I don't think it's Derek King. I'm sorry, I just yeah, no. The whole Derek, Derek the whole appeal of Derek King coming in, yeah, I just I don't think it's you. You bring in the guy that's going to be your guy. Next year is a year of him putting in his game plan and and building the the foundation for what his Chicago Blackhawk team is going to be. I would I wish they would do it like now you know you you get this team going in in that direction and then you use the trade deadline and you talk to the coach on who the fuck is not going to be a part of this team but the problem with that is you're not going to have the candidates i think until yeah that's the other issue unless unless paul maurice wants to come and give it a shot actually what the are the islanders still doing bad 
I think they've just got postponed for like five games. I hope the Islanders just do terrible and then them just like lose their minds. Like Lou Limerell loses his mind and just goes, all right, Barry, you're out of here. And then Barry trots, baby. <laughs> it's like the dream. Right their last team, they're, they're five, two, and three. But they're yeah. still at the cellar. So they're getting they're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, better than the Hawks. No, we're actually tied. Uh, points that wise, we're tied. They're 10, 12, and 6. Hawks are 11, 16, and 4. They have a better winning percentage than us. They have three games in hand. You know, dude, the Hawks suck. Yeah. The Hawks have. You heard it here on the Chicago Blackhawk podcast. The Blackhawks suck. <laughs> they, they literally cannot score a goal. They're third to last in the league. Arizona has, like, is the worst. Islanders are second worst, and then it's us, and we're tied with fucking Montreal. Who is just garbage. Oh, my God, dude. Montreal has a minus 50 goal differential right now. That sucks. Yikes. Um, yeah, I I hate the fact that this, the way that this team is playing and the current time we're in, they're, that this team is making me say trade Taves and Kane. For the betterment of the team, you, you should trade them. I mean, maybe not. That's the thing, though, too. It's like you can probably get so much more for them if you – Trade them this year, 50% retained, you know, obviously. There's no one's going to fit 10.5 under the cap. And you can get, like, two first-rounders and a prospect, at least, for Kane. Like, at the minimum. Like, Sorry. Getting, getting fucking getting, – getting Kane over to the fucking Rangers <laughs> is, like – such an ideal thing to me it's funny too it's like i get so irrationally angry when i read stuff like that i'm like no, we're not gonna trade the cane and taze and all that kind of like it's so stupid that's not gonna happen and then i'm like oh well, it makes it's it's probably the smart thing to do yeah but i don't think i don't think taze is going to be movable unless you get like a third team in there to also retain 50 percent. there's no way yeah there's no way you're moving taze no right i don't think anybody 10.5 million no way well, I don't think anybody is going to be wanting Taves at even 5.25. Yeah. So that one's that one's sticking with the team, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Where the fuck is the Rangers on cap? I'm like, there they are. They have $6 million in space right now because of 1.5 on IR from Sammy Blay. Yo, can you, like, not in fantasy, man? Jesus. What me? Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm so good. Um <laughs> like can you imagine if the Hawks made a trade with the Rangers and end up getting like Capo Caco, who is oh also, you throw like a Capo Caco in that in that trade and, and like a first oh, and yeah. and and something else, like even another first. Like, <laughs> well, they would need to like dump cap more than likely. So let's say who do they have? What's funny is reading comments. A fucking like, Ryan Strom. <laughs> yeah, no, Ryan Strom, I think, is playing really well on their team. I don't throw, think they're going to drop him. Dylan Strom, too. Yeah, oh my God. 
Like, I don't even know. Oh, Alexander Georgiev. Georgiev. Like, I know he wants out. Yeah, that can be a good goalie. Yeah. I don't know, man. Make something, make something work with the Rangers that we get, like, three picks, Capo Caco, which would be really funny because then we would have two of the top three picks in that draft. We're going all hurricanes on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Uh, I don't know. I I just think that as like a team that's looking to build for the future, I think you do have to move those guys. But if you're looking at like a team who's looking at your history and wanting to do right by the players that have been there forever, then you hold on to them. It comes down to it. Yeah. It comes down to what Kane Taves. What do you want? Do you want to be here? Cool. We'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. Do you want to go cup chase and try to get another cup? Cool. We'll make it work. Yeah. Pretty they much. Just, they just need to be better than Vegas was with Mark Andre. Yeah. Oh God. No, I, I wish that never happens again to like any other team. Like that's <laughs> so ridiculous. A bar set so low for how you don't handle like a star player. Yeah, at Vegas and I guess Pittsburgh. But also, like, imagine, imagine they do are able to make some of these trades. Like, what, what do you, what kind of assets are you getting in return for Mark Andre Fleury, for Patrick Kane, for Dominic Kubelik, Ryan Carpenter, fucking who else, man? Dylan Strome, like if they can move Taves, like think of all the shit that you could be get, you could fucking set your team up so well in the next five years by making like three out of these like six moves. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fucking pull it. And that's the shit thing too, with the salary cap, not really going up. Like teams aren't going to be able to plan shit out like this. And it's, You'd be lying if you didn't agree to this, that it's it's a weird time in the Blackhawks history with everything that happened this year and or last year in the summer. And I keep forgetting it's already 2022. So last year and everything. Yeah. And it's like, too, it's like you have fans already like on the fence about being, you know, a part of this organization and all that kind of stuff. Then you go and you move a can and taves. It's like, yeah. At the end of the day, like uh, from a hockey perspective, that shouldn't matter. But from a business perspective, that that's got to be playing a toll in their decision and what they're doing going forward too. Like True. you have two guys that change. You went from this team, not even people, not even knowing that there was a hockey team in Chicago, to these two guys coming in and completely changing that. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. It's tough. It's it's really tough because it's it's so easy to look at it from one perspective of just the hockey side of it, but then you have to look at the business side too and marketability and all that kind of stuff. And can we do like a a poll on social media and see what everybody thinks of like do you like would do you pull the trigger on Kane and Taves this year? Do you pull the trigger on one? Do you not yeah, ever? I just want to see what everybody else thinks because I feel like. I feel like for the longest time, I've always, I've always been like these guys, like get drafted, they play here until they fucking die because I love them so much, and then like they have been like the Blackhawks for the last fifteen years. I'm lying because it hasn't even been that long, but um, or has it? It almost, it almost has. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, at this point. It's kind of like this team is just trying to run in quicksand 
and you can use these two guys as a platform to get yourself out of there. You know, they felt like they were the next like Stan Mikita. Like, yeah, I want, I want Kane to be on this team until he retires. I want him to break all the fucking records, but I want him to do it on a team that's going to be competitive. And if this team's not going to be competitive, I want him to go be like extremely competitive somewhere and, and be fucking lighting up the league and showing everybody else that, he's the greatest American born player. And like, we're not the only ones that see that it night in night out. Like everybody shits on Kane when NHL network fucking posts anything on Instagram or on Twitter. That's just like, Oh, look at how great some of these players are. And it's like McDavid, you get like McKinnon, you get Kane and Austin Matthews. And people are like, Oh, why is Kane in this fucking thing? It's like, are you shitting me? Like this, this guy's yeah. fucking insanely good. Like, it's, it's just because just, he it's because he's wearing the blackouts uniform. I guarantee you, if he was yeah. on another team, it'd be different. And then everybody is just like, he's only on there because he's wearing a blackouts uniform. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like what? People hate it's, the Hawks so much. Like, it's really funny that 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 can be the excuse for both sides. It's like, oh, they're only shitting on Kane because he's wearing a blackouts uniform. Well, they only put Kane on there because he's wearing a blackouts uniform. It's like, what? what? How is it the same? The same excuse is being used by both sides. It's really weird, but. Jesus Christ. I just, I, ugh. unless somehow the team starts scoring like fucking a lot of goals this in the next two weeks, I don't even know. Well, like, I mean, it, I, I, they're sellers. Like, they I, have yeah, to. Oh, yeah. Like, just start selling now. Like, start, start tanking. You get more bang for your buck now if you move them now. I would rather see them make these like make start making moves and start getting guys like Lucas Reichel some fucking ice time because I want to see this kid play in the show sooner than later. Right. I want to get him acquainted with the guys that are going to be on this team as while well, he's making it like Kirby Doc and Alex DeBrinket. Um, I and I can't believe I'm about to say this. Fucking bring Nylander up. Let him see what he does up here again. I don't know, like. Can't be any worse than it is now. Yeah, we're not scoring goals anyway. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be offensively talented. Like, put him on one of the top lines and just tell him, hey, man, hang on the fucking neutral zone. Who cares? Like, you don't play defense. We get it. Just fucking go try and score. I don't know. Like, and even then, like, maybe he gets a little bit of value. Trade him. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares, man? <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Uh, I kind of feel like now we're because a lot of it I was about to say, but the hard thing is it's like we don't know what the GM can do and all that. So it's like we're just going in a big circle now here. So I think yeah, like is this year just a wash? Like we're not gonna be able to make any moves because they're not gonna make any decisions on who can do it. Like and this is why they should have listened to me and pulled the trigger on Bowman three years ago. Yeah, man. Whatever. So, all right. So, yeah, going from not talking about any having anything to talk about for Blackhawks, we sure uh, we got about an hour's close to an hour's thing. <laughs> just, um, just hating on what this current situation is. Hey, bright spot. Uh, Alex DeBrinket's gonna have a kitten. So, yeah, <laughs> Alex kitten. <laughs> Good for congrats. Have, so. Having a little Bobby. And then speaking about, speaking of kids, then real hot kids. They asked Jake McCabe what it's like having two kids, and they're like. And he goes, yeah, me and my wife changed from man to man to just zone coverage, like just trying to like, you know. Continue. No, he said he said we went from zone coverage to having to go to man to man. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's so <laughs> like, funny. Too, but, too good. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. I mean, there's some t- things to talk about the NHL, but I think we just kind of. Oh, no, I still want to talk about that. that. Briefly, like there's a couple things. 
Okay. Uh, World Juniors, obviously, everybody knows it got canceled. Uh, I think he, we're on the same boat. Take those kids and put them in the Olympics. Who yes. fucking cares? That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be cool. Who cares? Let the kids play in the Olympics. And I was saying it'll be like the 1980 Olympics because you'll have the, the junior USA team versus the guys in Russia, like the, the fucking men. And it's, and yeah, from the KHL. And it's just going to be incredible. I think that'd be so fucking cool. Um, yeah, it just, it's just really shitty. It was just, it was the a world shit. Juniors was handled. Oh my God. So bad. A lot of the players coming out and saying that it was just, it was, it was so unprofessional how it was performed. Like you have a bubble that people are in, able to access. Like they held a wedding at the fucking hotel that There's the players a were at. A barbershop and like stores that people can just come in off the street and go into. Yeah. Like the players had to quarantine and then get tested before entering this hotel in which anybody can come and go as they please. Apparently last year, like when they did that, the the people that worked the event at the hotel stayed at the hotel as well like, so that they were like in the, the bubble like the too. Bubble. Yeah. And then this year it's like, they've just come and go as they please as well. And it's like, okay, you're trying to make life easier for everyone else working the entire tournament, except for the players. And it's just done. It's, I don't know. It's so, it was just stupid. And like the other thing too, is like a lot of these kids, there was only like what two positive cases on a, some of the teams that like had so to forfeit. USA had two, Russia had one. Yeah. And, had one. and then they had to forfeit these games. Like I understand it's like more contagious. Some of these kids had probably zero symptoms. They're they're fucking 20 and under. I'm sure that they, they had almost nothing. And you're telling me that these kids couldn't fucking play against the other kids. Like they're in a bubble already. It's not like they're going out and seeing family or anything. Right. They're not. Like if if anybody is gonna catch it, it's gonna be their other teammates that are gonna guaranteed survive it. These are fucking healthy ass athletes. Not like there's some older end, like having like breathing troubles and everything like that. Like I don't know. It, I think that was just handled so poorly. It's just and it, and that's just not just even the world juniors. That's across all professional sports and everything like that too. It's just it makes no sense the the complete handling of this versus I don't know. I, again, I don't want to get into like the things could be done better but um on a cooler note trevor's egress is probably like my favorite player in the nhl (laughs) at this point (laughs) um if anybody hasn't seen or heard anything about what this kid has done just look him up on like instagram twitter or anything like the most recent thing that he did was posted a literal low light reel saying hey like vote for me for the all-star where it's a video of him and it says like speed and it's him falling through the neutral zone. And then it says scoring as he tries to go between the legs and get saved and tries to do the Michigan or the lacrosse and goal and get saved. And it's just like the Passing funniest puck goes into the feet of the defenseman and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The funniest shit. And it's like, what a good, like nobody for a league where a lot of players don't show a sense of humor or like any side of them. Like this kid is the complete opposite. And he, I think he's probably one of the most likable players. And it's like, man, I want to Trevor Zegers jersey so bad at this point. He was also rookie of the month for December, which like, that's pretty sweet. 
It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, he's kind of leading the charge. Like, it's, I think we're about to see a battle between the old boys club and this new generation of hockey player. And I feel like Zegers is that that guy leading the charge. Yeah. And I mean, if, and if you're going to hate on Zegers, who in every appearance I've seen him outside of the rink, like on the, the Ducks, like videos or Instagrams or anything like that, like he just genuinely seems like a happy, kid like he's like when having he's, a great time in the nhl and he, somebody's he, gonna he, go and hate on him it's just gonna be like dude you just are a fucking ass like when he's getting interviewed by bucci and he's like bucci i saw you at tim horns i wanted to say yeah. hi but i didn't want to bother you and i was a little nervous so <laughs> yeah dude it's just like his on the ice persona is also this off the ice persona and it's just the funniest thing they also did a recent video where it was uh like max jones and kevin shattenkirk oh, were having the players go for like interviews like fake interviews where Shattenkirk was in a big bear costume. And at the, like, just look it up because at the end of the video, Trevor Zegers is basically just the best. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing this kid just grow throughout the, throughout the next few years. I'm sure he's going to end up on the cover of uh, NHL. Oh yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's going to yeah, be great. Let's see where this guy goes. Um, yeah. Winter classic last night. Uh didn't watch it, so we're not about to say it. it. Looked cool from pictures I saw and all that. I think they did. TNT did a great job with their presentation, all that. So yeah. I think it was a great idea to actually play the game at six instead of around noon when the teams are fighting sun in in, in a certain direction, and the sun is also affecting the ice. Yeah, it just it it looks so much better. I know it was the coldest winter classic on record. David Perron holds the rec- holds the record for coldest goal in the NHL at this point, which is pretty funny. Um, St. Louis, yeah. you see them all coming up to the game when they pull to the stadium. They're all walking out in beachwear. Yeah, what that's that's goofy as hell too. I love I I do love the Winter Classic. I think it's such a great game. Um, it's like how cool it is and how like the experience and overall and i think it's getting better i mean they clearly if they're gonna move it towards like this later time slot like it just makes so much more sense yeah and it's just it's so cool i love it it'd be nice it's gotten one i mean yeah i know hawks haven't had one in a minute so where else would they play (laughs) just build a rink on a long lake shore fuck it have like Lake michigan in the background oh my god that'd be hilarious floating ice rink on the lake michigan all right uh real quick left also i have on my notes here james neal placed on waivers that dude just real deal is officially done um ov breaks goal in golden knights history yep ov breaks the power play goal record with 275 officially breaks it he officially breaks it and it is time to go after one more goal record and he's got 99 in the crosshairs yeah, he's currently sitting fourth. Yeah. Um, and then the last like thing I, I have that I want to kind of talk about real quick is the Kraken and Vancouver story. Yeah. Opening night for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they played Vancouver in opening uh, night. Was that what it was? The home opener. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that far back. Yeah. So the story was this girl had seats right behind Vancouver. They have, she's got season tickets behind the, the opposing team's bench at uh, climate pledge arena. And she noticed she's like, she was preparing to go to medical school um, or aspiring to go to medical school at that point. And she noticed like a mole on the assistant. Is it the assistant trainer, the assistant equipment manager? One of those guys, like assistant equipment manager, I think. 
but she noticed this mole on his neck and she made like a note on her phone and was like trying to get his attention and just basically saying, Hey, that looks cancerous. You should get that checked out. The the guy ended up getting checked out. And on yesterday, I don't know if it went out yesterday, if it was Friday. I don't, I saw it yesterday. I don't know when it yeah. actually went out basically saying it was from Vancouver. And it was from this guy saying that he wanted to find this person so he can thank her because, because of her, you know, advice and all that kind of stuff. He got checked out and it was cancerous and he was able to take care of and all that kind of stuff. They found her and they happened to be playing in Seattle again yesterday. They, so they acknowledged her and Vancouver and Seattle are both pledging well, for a total, I think $5,000 each yep, to, go total to, her, to, to her like medical school, like cost. Like, yeah, it's, it's so cool. cool. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. But like, it was cool. They put that out and just the hockey community just searching for this girl to like get them back in connection, all that kind of stuff. Like, like, man, I know hockey's got its problems and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> I feel like it's got a lot, like, for every bad thing that goes on in hockey, there's like five or six awesome stories. Right. And the awesome stories tend to get overshadowed a little bit, but, you know, feels good. But, yeah, so that was a good feel-good story, and I think a good way to end this episode. Uh, yeah, also, the- Subban is on the Slewban hunt again, so <clears throat> look out. <laughs> That dude, he doesn't, he doesn't sign anywhere next year, does he? Oh, yeah. No, he does. But we'll see what happens. Signs cheap in Toronto. You'll see. Oh, might have to change my alliance to the Leafs then. <laughs> but, all right. You got anything else? No. All right. So, that the Hawks part. can win this game. There's 15 minutes left. Still 3-1? Yeah. Hawks are, I mean, they average less than three goals a game. So, it's pretty doubtful. But we'll see. All right, so this episode 165. Tanner, what do you want to call it? Trade them all. Trade them all. All right. Uh, so this episode <laughs> 165, trade them all. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify. Remember, give us a five-star on Spotify now. We, they do rankings on there. The more stars we get, the better it helps us out. Um, subscribe to us on podcast. Give us a five-star review there as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Social media at WCP Podcast, the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet, DraftKings uh, promo code THPN. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Perfect. All right. So for Tanner and Jerem, we will we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>